Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. And if you don't know God's order of a thing, sometimes it's it's harder to operate in it. You know, like it was funny, they had some great questions like, okay, so Adam... See, God made Adam in the beginning and gave Adam dominion, gave him authority. Genesis 1.26, I'll give you dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over everything. And how many know when Adam basically got deceived in Genesis chapter 3 from the enemy, he gave authority over to the devil. So Jesus came into the earth for one reason, to redeem us from the curse of the law, redeem us back from that authority, and give us the power in the earth. You got to learn how that operates. Amen. You got authority over everything. Lord. The believer has authority over everything. You know, it's funny. What did he say in Acts chapter 10? How God anointed Jesus and Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil. So that's authority. So is that? The church goes, well, I don't see it. Well, we got to get a revelation of it. You ain't going to see what you don't have a revelation of. So you got you to keep renewing your mind. So I talked about it Wednesday, Thursday. It's good stuff. Go back, watch it. Amen. So we're going to kind of pick up where we left off a little bit, try to get this thing to, to kind of, you know, take it to another level. Amen. So let's look at this. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 8 because we're talking about authority. How many know believers got authority? Matthew 8 and 5. You having fun? Check this out. Look what it says. Now I'm going to give you some of these powerful truths. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came a centurion unto him, beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth home, sick of the palsy, he's grievously tormented. That's the Bible. You know, you know when you see the red letters? That's Jesus speaking. I don't care what kind of Bible you got. You mean this, you know what I mean? Whatever Bible you got, NIV, King James, whatever you got. God bless you. Jesus is speaking to us. Jesus said, I'll come heal him. See the willingness of Jesus to heal? The willingness of Jesus to do good to mankind? Look what the Roman centurion says. Centurion answered and said to them, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Wow. Jesus wanted to come to his house. He's like, no, nah, you don't got to do all that. Just say, just say it. It's, I know it's done. Okay. Look what he said here. He said, I understand authority, for I'm a man under authority. I got soldiers with me. I tell them, go, they go. I tell them, come, they come. They listen when I said that, because I know you're that kind of man. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said it, and what? Man, I ain't found faith like this. Not even all of Israel has this kind of faith. I read it. When I was reading it that day, the other week, when I read it, I got an understanding of something that was very, very helpful. And it's point number one. The centurion got Jesus' faith the moment he came under his authority from his word. And the moment you start submitting yourself to God's word, you'll start walking in the faith and the authority you need to. You have to start learning. Now, that's what happened. He got the faith of Jesus the moment he came under Jesus' authority. That's the truth. 
I read it four times. I read it, God's like, read it again. I was like, I know what it says, but okay. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. I read it again. I read it again. And he says these words to Roman centurion. Walking up to Jesus, not even knowing who he was. He said, Lord, how's he Lord? Because you, det- this is what the Roman centurion determined the moment. He said, whatever this guy Jesus tells me, that's what I'm going to do no matter what he tells me. I could care. If he would have told me, go home and kick your buddy in the head that's sick of the palsy, the guy's going to be well, that joker would have went there and kicked him in the head. Why? Because he understood authority. And the key is this. Whatever comes out of his mouth to tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Or whatever is written in his word, that's what I'm going to do. And you got to realize the more you come under the authority of Jesus' word, the more authority you have in the earth. Because you can't cut certain things out of the Bible and go, well, I don't want that. Or I don't understand that. You know, a lot of times we get these differences in the Bible, you know, like, well, you know, I'm kind of down, but I'm not down with all that stuff. No, 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 no. You either got all the book or none of the book. I'm telling you, that's how Jesus is. You can't believe just, just parts of what Jesus said. You got to believe everything that Jesus said. So authority to go to another level means you got to go to a new place of submission to the word of God. You see it? Like, oh, okay, I got to start learning and subject myself to the word or basically put myself under the word. And once I put myself under the word, he'll lift me up because Jesus, for you, him to put you over what he wants you to be over, you got to be under what he wants you to be under. And the church gets weird with that stuff. You know, I don't want to say it, talk like that. Ain't nobody, how about this one? Ain't nobody going to tell me what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's good. You take your rebellious stuff down the road. You ain't going nowhere in life. How many, added, how many, look, man, how many of you got that rebellious employee? Yeah, it's good. Raise your hand. That joker ain't going nowhere. You ain't giving that joker another dollar a day in his life. Why? He's a mess. He's a problem. He's not a problem solver. How many of you going to pay the guy that comes in and goes, whatever? I told the one guy in here, I said, go into work, go get a meeting with the boss. He said, okay, what do I do after that? I said, you tell him, you walk in the office, get a meeting with the boss, and tell him this. Is he going to get a raise? They wanted him getting a raise later on. I said, go tell him that whatever you, he needs you to do, you're going to do it. No matter what he asks, the greatest ability you have, you will do it. You going to pay that guy? Pay that guy whatever he wants. 100%. Why? Because he just solved some of your problems. Amen. So you see what I'm saying? Somebody, you don't want nobody running around here goofy and all this stuff. So wait a minute, go slow. What am I trying to get in there saying? The moment he said, Jesus, I'm coming under whatever you say, just like we got the word, that guy got the faith of Jesus to do the works in the earth. You, you better get that. Because he didn't just get his faith, he got Jesus' faith. How do you get Jesus' faith? Jesus' faith is in his word. And the minute you go under the word, you got the faith of Jesus in the earth. That's a good one. Yeah, that's why, I don't, that's why I never want you to identify with yourself. The minute you identify with yourself, you tell on yourself, and now the enemy knows it's you and not him. If you just keep saying what Jesus says, he don't know the difference. The minute you walk out in your humanity and act like goofy and just tell me you who you are, you identify yourself as a man. 
you don't need to identify yourself as a man or a woman. You identify yourself as God in the earth. How do you do that? You stay one with the word. And this word became flesh and dwelt among us. You need to be walking flesh and walking word. All you do is say what Jesus said. You don't say nothing different. Well, I'm going to be weird. Yeah, I'd rather be weird with Jesus and get things done than be with my goofball friends and accomplish nothing. You know exactly what I'm saying. How does Jesus call those things that be not as though they were? All the time. Why? Because he doesn't want what he sees for your life. He wants what you to have, want to have, and you got to call it and speak into existence. You're calling for it. People don't live like that. They call it like they see it. You can't call it the way you see it. You got to call it the way you want it to be. See it? See, are you getting the point? It's like this, right? If I, all right, check it out. All right, let's, uh, Tony got a, he got a, he got guys that work for him, okay? Tomorrow, he goes like this to me. Hey, tomorrow, you show up on Monday, you're running the whole crew. I told all the guys, you're the boss for the day. I'm, I'm going fishing, jerk around all day. Okay, I show up Monday morning. I don't know nothing he does. Hey, guys, go do this, go do that. Go do this, go do that. Whose authority am I working off of? Him. Well, he put me in charge. If he put me in charge, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have to know what I'm doing. He put me in charge. Some of you work like in a spot like that. Like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Guess what, though? He's still the boss today. He's got, got to listen. Jesus gave you his authority. It's like a police officer. Remember I told you this? Police officer just the other day, I'm in here. There was an accident on the side of the road. He got out of the car real quick. He got to get traffic movement. He doing this in the lanes. These cars are coming. It was like a little box truck. He's going like this. That guy physically cannot stop that car. But guess what? The authority behind him stops the car. So guess what everybody that's got a brain in their head does? They hit their brake. Why? Because he does not have the physical strength to stop that car physically, but he has authority behind him to what? Make sure you stop. Why? Because he is in his jurisdiction of the city. Hello? What happens if you're a sheriff? Come on, guys. You got the county backing you up. What happens if you're FBI? You got the government backing you up. Come on, where are you from? Heaven. You got heaven backing you up. Amen. Come on, guys. You got heaven's authority to use in the earth. What are you going to do? So just keep saying what heaven says. If you do not enforce your authority, whose fault is that? Not God's. What happens if the police officer just sits there and goes, ah, do whatever you want? He got authority to stop the enemy, per se, or stop the problem, per se, but what do you do? If you don't use it and enforce it, ain't nothing going to happen. You've been given authority. We're sitting here waiting for Jesus to do something. Jesus is waiting for you to do something. Amen. He said, I gave you authority. And he can't go back and take it because that would make him a liar. When he gave authority to Adam, he can't go back and just fix it, take it back. He had to come up with a brand new plan of redemption so mankind could be what? Reestablished back to your identity. That's the truth. But he gave it to you in the new birth. You remember that story of Kenneth Hagin I told you all the time? Brother Hagin didn't know nothing about spiritual authority. I, he told me in school, I heard it in school, it made the hair in your neck stand up because he was like, he's like, I asked Jesus about authority. He goes, I wasn't winning, and it's in the Believer's Authority book. He goes, he said, I, I was in, he, he was in a hospital, something going on, and um, I think yeah, he was sick with the incurable heart disease, and there was something in the hospital, and he said, I could hear Jesus walking down the hall. Now, he ain't got no reason to lie. These guys back in the day had open heaven revelations because we didn't have the word like this. You know what I mean? They didn't have the word like this. Well, Brother Hagin got to lie for it. His own son said, I've never seen him walk out of love a day in my life, so I'm going to go with the story. 
You were there, you know. You ever hear that story? Tell you that story in school? Just told that story in school. Made my hair, whatever hair I had. Didn't have much, but. He said, I heard Jesus swishing down the hallway. He said, I could hear him swish, swish, swish. He said, I had an open vision, came in. He said, I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about the authority of the believer. That's why everybody should go read that book. I want to talk to you about, I believe it. You know, I had an open vision, praise God. He said, Jesus showed up and he said, I want to teach you about authority of the believer, overcoming the enemy. He said, with that minute when Jesus was there, it was like, it was like an image in front of him. Talk, he could hear it. He said, it wasn't like open like there. And he said this. He said, the moment that happened, he said, looked like, like a little, little demonic thing was in the front of him going yakety yak yak. Yakety yak yak. Yeah, and he said, Jesus was behind this thing and still kept speaking. Now, don't freak out. Just trust me. He's speaking. You know, he's talking like, I'm going to teach you about authority. But I said, this little thing got in there, yakety, yak, yak, yakety, yak, yak, yak. And he couldn't hear what Jesus was telling him. Yakety, yak, yak, yakety, yak, yak. Brother Hagin said, what are you doing, Jesus? Do something about this. Yakety, yak, yak. Be like having a conversation with me and John. And it says, yakety, yak, I can't hear John. What do you, I can't hear, what do you, do something. And he got frustrated. He said, after a couple minutes, he said, I bind you. And the minute he said it, boom, thing hit the ground. He said, go, and darted out. Brother Hagin, then he said, why didn't you do something about me? And Jesus said, I can't. He said, I didn't hear you right. He said, I can't. What do you mean you can't? And he gave him scripture. He said, you're going to have to prove it through scripture. He said, I gave you authority. Took him to Genesis 126, took him over here, took him over there. He said, I gave you authority. You got to do something about it. We're doing this. Jesus, do something about it. Jesus is like, you do something about it. Because wow. well, the head is in the heavens, but the body is in the earth. Amen. You got to do something about it. Never say, well, Pastor Chris, you one of those. You guys are a little out there for me. No, we ain't out there. We're in faith. So if the enemy's jacking with your mind, you got to open your mouth. If the, if the enemy's trying to put you in a place of sick, you got to open your mouth. Ah, his stripes, I'm healed. He's trying to jack up your house. You say, no, what God put together, no man will put asunder. These kids ain't going to not live for God. They got to live for God. I, why? Because that's the fruit of my body, and it's blessed because Deuteronomy 28 says, I'm blessed everywhere I go. You got to start letting dominion come out of your mouth. You got to stop being the people. Well, God, you do something about it. He's like, no, I gave you authority. And if you don't do something, don't let the stories freak you out. If you don't, it's good teaching. If you don't do something about it, well, I'm just going to sit there and be quiet. You've been quiet too long. Open your mouth. Start declaring and decreeing. Start saying stuff. Start speaking loud. Scare everybody in the house. Dominion. Well, let me ask you a question real quick, and then we're going to go to point number two. Let me just ask this question real quick. I know, because some people, they get, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to really do all that. Okay, well, live defeated the rest of your life. Right. Go ahead. Well, I don't know if I like you, Pastor Chris. <laughs> what, 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 wow, really? <laughs> Maybe you should be more open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Did he not form Adam out of the dust of the ground? Did he not breathe life in Adam? Wow. You know what that breathe life in Adam means? He made Adam a speaking spirit. 
Man has no dominion without words. Say it slow. Man has, I'm not being a smart guy, I'm just letting you get this. Because I'm not just talking. I'm not just communicating. Man has no dominion without words. That's why God made you a speaking spirit. So until you got words, dominion's never been discovered. You got words. Use them. Use them. Use everyone. No, start telling, start talking to everything. Talk to your atmosphere. Your atmosphere is talking to you. Oh, I don't want to be one of those flakies. You're not flaky. You ever walk in a room and nobody's in it and you hear stuff, not audibly, but internally? Yeah, hello? This world we're living in is spiritual, man. Everything's speaking. Right. Everything talks. Internally. You can't even let this eternal just keep running. You got to tell it. Stop out of your mouth. Internally. Stop. Negative. Stop. Defeat. Stop. Lack. Stop. Amen. And you got to refute it with the right word. Come on, I'm telling you. So is G now it says, are we make you got to make Jesus Lord. That's up to you. He might be Savior, but is he Lord? Come on, Lord means, man, hey, I'm in it. Look at number two. Write this down. If he ain't Lord of everything, he ain't Lord at all. Jesus is kind of a little bit all or nothing, just to be straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wants every era. Remember I told you this? I told these guys a story a couple months ago. It was kind of funny. I'll, I'll tell you again. I went to Peru. Had a great time. Meetings were strong. Had a bunch of pastors in here, man. I was getting ready to go. And the weird thing about, like, some of them overseas flights is, like, when you get on a plane, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, they don't have no problem overseas flying you late. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, man, I got to the airport. What time is it? Like, 12 o'clock. I'm like, I don't even leave till like, 1.45. I'm like, God almighty. I was baked. You know, two minis a day, ripping it up, bunch of pastors. It was awesome. I get on the plane. It was so good, right? I get it. It's nice. It was like one of brand new. It was, just, it, was just, it, was, it was good, man. It had a new plane smell. You know, not that I got it, but it's just, we're going to just chill out and go to sleep. I get in there. I get there. And the dude next to me, you can tell this guy was over there. He's like over there. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, man, I'm just going to bed. I was like, yeah, see you later, bro. Bye. Don't bother me. You know, got his things on, put his head things on, put the IDs on. This cat's out. I'm like, I'm right behind you, bro. Right? Boom. I go to do it. I lay back, and God's like, would you move here and start a church for me? I'm like, shut up, man. No. No, you know it. Why you ask questions? You know the answers. No. Now I'm up. God, leave me alone. What did, did you not see what just happened last week? Wasn't that good? Wasn't that a good week? You get all the glory. I don't know. I, I just want to. Here we go. What? No, see, because everybody says, I'll do anything for the Lord. Yeah, really, will you? Let's go find out. And I know a lot of the stuff he's asking me is not stuff he really wants from me. He just wants willingness from me. And I'm going, this is going to be great. And this is what he did. He taught me. And I, got, I scared myself. Because this is what I said. You ever talk to somebody or tell something to somebody and you know what you tell them they're not going to do? Yeah. You ever been there? Yep. How many more times do you go to that person and tell them stuff? Never. Thank you. <laughs> now I'm scared. 
if I don't pass this test of lordship, he's not going to talk to me about some stuff I need him to talk to me about. So I don't really think he wants me to go do this, but I got to have my heart right. Because he's not Lord of all of me. So now I got to go deal with this. I said, I'll get back to you. I knew it was going to take a couple of days to be, oh, I'm going to lie to God. You don't think he knows? He knows I'm full of it. He's like, you're lying. I go, I know. Internally. Three days, I went to him. I said, look, I'll do whatever you want me to do. That's my heart. You know it's true. I'll do whatever it is. Everybody will figure it out. You got me. He said, good. That's all I need to know. We moved on. You don't think you're going to go through these heart checks? You better wake up. He wants all of you. And he's going to come in there and go, oh, really? And then he comes and brings these bombshells. But if he wanted me to go do it, it would be better for everybody. But we know sometimes it's not. But here's the thing. Do you even have a willingness to even say you would? But he's Lord of all. Oh, is he? No, go slow. Think about it. What I'm saying, I'm not trying to pick on nobody. This is not about right or But hey, listen, if you got the word of God and go, well, I'll do some of it, but I'm not going to believe all of it. Or, you know, I don't know about that Holy Ghost stuff. Wait a minute now. Hey, I don't know about this stuff. Well, wait a minute now. Well, I don't know about that walk in love business because I hate some people. Well, wait a minute now. I don't know about forgive because I really don't want to forgive everybody. Well, wait a minute now. Hey, you can't just take scissors and cut out the parts of this thing you don't like. So he starts working on the internal. Come on, smile at me. I know this isn't easy, but yeah, it's good. Come on, some of those pearly whites. You paid good money for them. Come on, let me say, huh? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Am I right, though? You know I'm right. But, oh, he's Lord of all. Yeah, is he? Is he? And that's what surrender comes down to, because I want authority. He wants more. Now, I'm not trying to ride you or make you feel like, oh, I feel bad. No, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a willingness. Because the Bible says the willing and the obedient need to go to the land. Here's the deal. I might sometimes be obedient to a degree, but sometimes I don't think I was willing. So guess what he does? He works on your willingness to become Lord of everything. Look what it says in Philippians 2.9. It says the whole earth will say Jesus is Lord. Lord, not Savior, he's Lord. That's what that Roman centurion said. You are my Lord. How's he his Lord? He was submitting to his authority. He wasn't just submitting. Listen to what I just said. The Roman centurion didn't even know who Jesus was. He's a one-time hearer. Are you getting what I'm saying? So how did he make him Lord? Because of his years of service, of lordship? No, his obedience to say, whatever you say, your word lords over my opinion. And the moment your life becomes like that, you change your future. Do you understand what I just said? Did you get what I just said? Because you don't need nobody else's authority. You just need his. You got that? Does that make sense? Lord. He didn't even know who he was. He didn't even know it was the will of God to heal his servant. It wasn't because years of service produced lordship. It was the immediate obedience to say whatever he says I'm going to do. Point number three. Here we go. Come on. The moment you give up your opinion for God's, you became humble. The moment you start giving up your opinions for God's opinion, you became humble. Well, you know, no, I don't, I don't want my own opinion. I just want to know what the Bible says. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is how I feel. Look, man, I'm going to tell you right here now. You cannot, religion will mess you up. Do you understand me? It'll mess you up. You've got to have the truth. 
Well, you know, I got religion. No, you got to have truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm not picking on life, but you got to have the ultimate truth of the word of God. Otherwise, you get all these opinions about what, go to the Bible, man. Just go right to the word. What did Jesus say? Look, man, you know I told Jesus a long time ago? I said, if I'm going to be judged by the book, I better know what that book says. I don't want your opinion in the book. I got to go read it for myself. You know what I'm saying? That's why I only tell you what the word of God says. Look at point number three. Look right here. I'm going to show it to you on the screen. You're going to love it after you read it, right? The moment you give up your opinion for God's, you have become humble. What's humble say? Go there. Watch this. She'll take you to the scripture. You're going to see it. James, you're going to love this because look what it says. Does the scripture mean nothing to you? Look at I'm reading James 4 and 5. James wrote in the Bible, hello. The spirit that God breathed into your hearts is a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us. But he continues to pour out more and more what? He continues to pour out what? More and more Grace. Grace is God's ability in you and in me to do what only God can do. And we need that. But look what it says. For it says, God resists you when you are proud. proud. What's that mean? It just means this. I've exalted my opinion above the word of God. That's what pride is. That's all it is. Because we, we got this, jack, what is Pride. Pride's having a different opinion than God's word. But continually pours out grace when you are humble. Don't you want grace? Don't you want sufficiency? When the apostle Paul, think about this. When he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for in your weakness you shall be made strong, what was he saying? He's saying, don't lift up your opinion above my opinion because in the midst of all this mess, I'm still going to be bigger than it and you're going to grow through it. But I'd like to say something different than what you want to say. No, don't get there. Just stay humble. Humble doesn't mean you're a worm walking around like a, like a creepy, crawly slug. Humble means you've what? You've yielded from your own opinion and taken God's opinion upon yourself, the word of God. That's what it is. See it? So stay humble. Why? Because once I stay humble, I got grace. Once I got grace, I got ability that I didn't have. And when you think about it this, once I got God's ability, I can't be stopped. Amen. See it? Now, I know that sometimes, this is like, everybody understand this. This is spiritual maturity stuff. This is where you grow up. This is grow up stuff. That's why I'm not pumping pablum all day long. You know? Guys sucking on a bottle. It's time to grow up. Church needs to grow up. You got to grow up. You guys are growing. You got to grow up. You know, I want to be offended. You're crazy. <laughs> you don't want to be, you don't want to walk out of love. You don't want to get offended and don't stay out of love too long. It might cost you too much. Yeah, it's God's honest truth. Offended? I forgave you before you did the nonsense. Why? Because I ain't getting out of, I ain't walking out of, I don't want to jack my prayer life and all this. Ah, people, it ain't that big a deal. You don't even know what you're talking about. I got a PhD in this. Listen to what I'm telling you. I'm going to listen to fools out there giving an opinion. There ain't no opinion about the word of God. It's black and white. There ain't no gray. Get in here. Say, you're right, Pastor Chris. And let me tell you what, there's evil people on the earth. I'm not sitting here. Some people are just pl plain evil. And you know what? Let God deal with that. But don't you get offended because evil people, don't you get offended of people. So don't get offended. Just stay unoffendable. And stay submitted to the word of God no matter what. 
It's the safest place in the world for you, okay? You got it? Look at point number four. Come on, you're doing great. This is a big boy stuff, big girl stuff. This ain't like, you know, oh, I went to church and this guy tickled my ear all day and uh, it's going to be awesome. going to be blessed and everything's awesome in my life. Come on. Wake up, Ron Burgundy. You got to get focused today. That's for you people that don't know. Ask the kids on the car ride home. They'll tell you. Come on. You know, guys are all like, well, hello. Come on. Come on. The moment you surrender your mouth, you surrender your body. Write it down. Pop pictures of that. I don't understand what that means. The moment you surrender your mouth, you surrender your body. Are you seeing that? Why? Because you got to surrender your mouth. I want to have a mouth that says what it wants to say when it wants to say it. Well, that's great. That's going to really help you out. That's really going to be big. You're not allowed to say what you want to say. Is he Lord? Are you under? Here we go. Is he Lord? I just want to complain today. I just want to have a pity party day. I want to cuss. I want to scream and yell. I got to get it out. Can't do it. Why? Because I'm going under. Look what he says. Now watch this. Check this out. This is the law. Aunt, this is the law. Jared, this is the law. It's a law, man. It's a law. These are laws. See, the law is like the natural laws. You know, like universal things you learn. These laws supersede those laws. <sighs> telling you, man. Listen to what I'm telling you. The, I don't see these laws. Who cares? They put the universe in motion. These are the truth. This is the truth. This is the God's honest truth. I, I'm telling you, listen to me. Read this first part, okay? For in many things we offend, okay? That means our words are offensive. But a man who does not offend with his words is perfect. Nobody said, oh, there's nobody perfect. Uh, you can get real close. Meaning this, completion, settled. This guy's not getting off track. Look what it says. Able also to bridle the whole body. How do you bridle your body? With the words in your mouth. That's why your words matter. The kids were here, right? Well, some of them were here and some were there. They hear me say this all the time. Your mouth? I said, watch your mouth. They ain't cuss words. Well, most of the time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Watch your mouth. Well, I'm just... Where your mouth goes, it's, listen to me, where your mouth goes, your body has to follow. It's a law. Most people don't know. It's called a law of confession. Did you understand what I'm saying? Did you see, I'm going to say it 12 more times. Where your words go, your body is bound to follow. People don't know this stuff. That's the law of confession. I'm going to say it 10 more times because you need to hear this. I'm in anointing right now. Now I'm in a really good anointing. Where your mouth goes, your body must follow. It's a law. Where do you see it? See it right here. He said, pop it up there, let him see it. Let him see that scripture. For in many things we offend with our mouth, our words. Okay? The same is a perfect man, the guy who what? Is able to bridle the whole body. So what 
bridles the body, the words of your mouth. Watch what he says next. He said, you put a bit in a horse's mouth. What do you do with a bit in a horse's mouth? I'm not no rider. I tried it like once. It was a nightmare. <laughs> How many horse riders I got in here? For real. What happens if you pull this thing this way? As you go like this. May I ask a question? You ever go on a ship? Boat? Big boat? Small boat? Where's the rudder go? We put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. Oh, your mouth will make your body obey. What? You know what I tell myself every day? I, tell, I speak to myself a lot. You know what I say out loud? Sam, you know what I say out loud? My body is disciplined, spirit, soul, and body every day. I tell my body, you're disciplined. You come under the words of my mouth. You, I do what I say I'm going to do. You talk to yourself out loud. You make your body obey with the words of your mouth. You speak it. So he says, put a rudder in a ship. Behold also the ships which are what? Great. You see a cruise ship, big old cruise ship? You see my like out of the water? That, that wheel ain't that big, that little, that prop ain't that big for that big old boat. He said, look at this. Ships which are great, they're turned with a very small helm. Whatsoever who? Whichever way the captain wants it to go. Even so, next one, the tongue is a little member. Great things. Kindles a whole fire. Said there's a world of iniquity in your mouth. It defiles the whole body. That thing puts you over or under. Oh, my words don't matter. Matthew. Either make the tree good or its fruit good or the tree corrupt or its fruit corrupt because the tree is known by its fruit. For out of the abundance of the heart, every mouth is speaking. And by your words you shall be justified and by your words you shall be condemned. Whose idea was that? Jesus. So here's the law. Here's the law. My words, my, look at me, my words are putting my life on a track. That's why you don't say nothing different than what Jesus said. But I want to have an opinion. I don't want one. I want to have my emotions come out of my mouth. No, only do that in prayer. This is how I feel. Tell your feelings what to feel. Teach your feelings the word of God. And then tell them that's what you feel. Man, Pastor, you're nuts. No, no. What it is, is you're becoming governed at a greater level because you have to because some of the battles you face in life are life and death, and life and death is in this thing right here. What does it say in Proverbs? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit thereof. That's where we got the saying, you're going to eat the fruit of your mouth. Yeah, that's Proverbs, guys. You'll eat the fruit thereof. That means you're going to eat the fruit of your words. Come on, man. I know it's quiet in here because everybody gets a little 
you know, a little spanking. You know, I'm not trying to get you there, but hey, is he Lord? If he's Lord, you get under and you stay there and you don't come out. Last one, look at this. Quick, I'm done. Where's my, where's my man? You, got, you, you keep playing, you're going to mess me up. Surrender your thoughts and dominate your mind. Surrender your thoughts and dominate your mind. Right? Because that's where this thing starts, the battles in your head. Surrender them. Discipline them. Here, I'll give you the quick one because we got to go. Come on, ready? This is the easiest place to see it. 2 Corinthians 10. I like this. 10.3 in the Passion reads phenomenal. So let's read three, three and four connected, five and six. Passion just reads real clear. If you read this, you're going to see this. It's just King James. It's, 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 it's like amplified. It's over-expounding what the truth is, but the validity of the truth is solid. I check it before I give it to you. Otherwise, some of it I throw away because it's too far. You know what I mean? And I don't want that. But this makes more sense. Okay? For although we live in a natural realm, we do not wage a military campaign employing human weapons. That means, right, we're not fighting this thing flesh and blood. We're in the spirit realm, so we know how to do spiritual stuff. And let me tell you something. I got the secret of success. Spiritual stuff's more real than any natural stuff you're going to see. I'm telling you. You see, that's why, like, me and Jared were talking about this, and I don't want to keep picking on them, but these guys are, like, they're there. And, like, they're, we're, we were, you like the way I pick on you, bro? Well, it's kind of like, it was interesting because these guys are like working for just like, like, how do I say, universal laws that are out there, these guys are looking at, sending rockets, to, these guys are sending rockets to the moon. That's what, I'm being, that's what they're doing. I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you. I'm not trying to be like, put them on the spot. Just don't bother them when you see them. <laughs> so I'm like, man, dude. And I'm, I'm very interested, because I sat with John one time. He's an aerospace engineer, right? And I go, how the heaven do you do all this? And he's talking all this brilliant stuff, like, that's, like, blowing your head. Like, you're like, what? And I'm lost. Like, I'm gone. Like, first five minutes, I'd be like, I don't know what he's talking about, but uh, axes and rolling and lifting, trusting this and that and this and that. And he's, go, he's in his element. He's just blowing it out. Like, and like, you could just know you're in the room with, like, wow, I stepped way higher than my pay grade. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll pray for you, you know? And I'm going, dude, bro, at the realm of where you're at, you know, you're seeing all this, like Einstein's in the greatest minds of the world. And, you know, and you go, this is why you're, dude, you guys are so smart, you don't even know it. I'm like, even with that, and you take the Bible and you smash it in there, they can't answer it. There's got to be something else. There's got to be a higher universal law than all of it, because it just couldn't have started out of nothing. You want to know what it was? Genesis chapter 1. Amen. Darkness was hovering around the face of the earth, and God said, Let there be light. And it's still ripping through the atmosphere. You don't need to know more. You got to work with what you got. Because what you got is the best. What I'm saying is this. Nobody can answer it. There's no other answer but God. Thank God you know it's God. You guys already know. Don't try to, don't think too hard. Just do what I'm telling you to do. Say, you found it. 
I'm not saying nothing different than what that Bible says about me. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't even need to know the Bible. I don't even care if you know the Bible. Know this. If it's negative, I'm not talking about me, the people around me, my family, my friend. I'm only, if it ain't positive, positive. If it ain't positive, if it don't, I'm not saying, oh, you know what you are? You know, they want to label you. I had a teacher one time. He said, this is what you are. I said, you're too stupid to know who I am. I ain't never saying that about myself a day in their life. Come on. Why? Because I don't have to know everything, but I know what I'm not. Come on. Fill it with your head. I ain't going pass the Christians too much. No, I told you what the law said. Oh, they're going to say, this is what you got. I ain't got that. Sorry, bro. Right. Why? Because you can't have God in you and have that in you. You can't have God in you and be like that. You can't have God in you and act like that. You can't have God in you and walk like that. You can't have God in you and talk like that. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the living God? Amen. Next time they try to label you with something, go, excuse me, if, if I did have that, can God have that? Because last time I checked, heaven ain't got none of that. Come on. They ain't got none of this. I don't want it. Stop it. Surrender to the word. Lift Jesus up. He says in 1 Peter, if you'll humble yourself under his hand, he'll lift you up. That's his authority. What God say? That's his authority. Again. He'll lift you up. That make sense? You got anybody got a Bible nowadays? Those are hard, those are hard to come by. You got a Bible? Let me borrow it. I don't need the words in here. If you lift me up and come under, I'll pick you up and give you authority. So you gotta, you gotta, what's it say? You gotta get under. Come on, get under this word. You know, kind of do like they used to teach you, you know. You got, you got that figured out. I don't know. No. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, what's up? I, I, I wash my hair. It's going to be good. I don't have much, but I keep it clean. You know what I'm saying? Got to do it like this. Like, keep a visual. Like, I'm just staying under it. Hey, what do you got to say about that? Well, Proverbs chapter 3 says, I need. <laughs> Look, man. What kind of opinion you got? I don't have one. Stay under it so he can put you over. This is what you got to do. But he's Lord. Then get under. Is he Lord of all? Well, I don't know. Some things is kind of like an eye to eye. We're even. Get under it. I don't know about all that. Thank you. Here's the key. If you didn't have the truth, I'd get nervous. But now you got it. What are you doing with it? There ain't no other truth but the truth you got. And trust me. How about this? You wouldn't be here if you didn't think it was the truth. Because ain't nobody wasting Sunday morning just to be humored. Come on, right? You would have slept in. Now, here's my deal. Why does God got you here right now? For such a time as this. Hear this word. Apply it to your life and get over all of it. Let me pray for you. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for keeping them. Thank you for watching over them. Thank you, Father, for leading and guiding and providing. I think this is going to be the best season of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And if you'll just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Because maybe you're in here today and maybe you say, 
I'm not under that word because I haven't made Jesus the Lord of my life. It's not just saying a prayer. It's not just saying something that someone tells you to say. It's making a decision that your life will be governed by his word. And I said this in the earlier service. When you ask Jesus into your heart and into your life, it doesn't mean that your life is free from problems. It just means that you have someone who will walk along beside you, who will never leave you, who will never forsake you. And there's nothing that you've ever done or ever will do that disqualifies you from a relationship with him. So if you're in here today, no one's looking around. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. If that's you this morning and you say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life today, whether you've prayed that prayer before, maybe you just say today is a day and I want to look back and say on this day, I dedicated my life to him. If you're in this room or you're watching online, would you just lift your hand and say, that's me this morning? Just say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. It's the greatest decision you ever make in your life. You can put your hands down, but can we say this together? Say, dear Jesus, I believe in my heart that you're the son of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, I choose to live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. And if you prayed that prayer for the, come on, you can rejoice this morning. Why do we rejoice? I know I say this every week. The Bible only talks about heaven rejoicing one time in the, in the word. It says that when someone gives their life to God, all of heaven rejoices. So we should be rejoicing with them. If you made that decision, if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you'd like some information or you want someone to pray with you, you can go right back to that relevant lounge area right in the back of the sanctuary. They'll give you some information. Uh, but until next week, how many of you are excited to go exercise the authority that God's given you? Let's go have a great week. We love you. God bless you. And we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.